0: Listener Production.
1: Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your Fast Fun hitters' for Thursday, the 22nd of February. Today, D. Skipper claps back at accusations of drug culture, Wayne Bennett's coaching day is coming to an end, and the Aussie sporting star who continues his comeback from cancer. But first... Six needed, two balls left. Oh, yes, Tim Southey. Will they get two? Yes, they'll get two. We're going down to the final ball here in Wellington. The ink is barely dry in the scorebook of the Aussies' summer of cricket against the West Indies, and already Australia is on to the next challenge, a tour of New Zealand made up of two tests and three T20 internationals. And last night, the series started with a bang.
0: Tim David, the youngster, batting the middle order, 27 from nine deliveries.
1: Can he get it done for the Aussies? Four needed from the final Tim Southey delivery. New Zealand came out all guns blazing to set Australia a mammoth task with the visitors needing 216 for victory, a total which if chased down would be the third highest T20 run chase in Australia's T20 international history. And Captain Mitch Marsh was up for the challenge. And don't worry about four, that's got six written all over it. That's gone a long, long way back. But despite the best efforts of the Bison, Australia was still very much the underdog heading into the final overs, well behind on the run rate. But somehow, someway, former Singapore international Tim David belted Australia back into contention, only to set up a classic final ball delivery dilemma. Hit a boundary and become king of Aussie cricket. Fail and contemplate having to swim home. Swing away! Swing away in the game! Tim David, take a bow. His skipper out there, Mitch Marsh. That is some um, powerful and amazing hitting from the Aussies. Arise King Tim. Despite the diving attempt of Kiwi fielder Glenn Phillips, David managed to find the boundary with the final delivery and ensure the Aussies got off to a winning start in New Zealand. Marsh was awarded player of the match for his 72 runs of 44 deliveries, and the second match gets underway Friday in Auckland.
0: For 16 years, I've been getting drug tested. For 10 years, I've been getting hair tested. Um, AFL and AFLPA look after that, and in that 10 years, I've never been told that our club has a drug culture.
1: With the AFL season opener fast approaching, Melbourne captain Max Gorm was probably hoping to be able to focus on the footy two weeks out from his side's opening round clash against the Swans in Sydney. But instead, he was defending the very fabric of his beloved Melbourne football club.
0: Obviously, I would love no article to ever get written about our club, but it has. Um, but I still stay strong that we've, got a, we've, we've we've got a good culture at our club. Um, there is things to iron out and that's the same with every club and every society issue. So um, I'm not hiding. There is, there is issues and we will, make sure we get that right but there's going to be issues every single year whether you guys write about it or not.
1: The cause for Gorn's press conference is the development surrounding defender Joel Smith who is currently facing charges of trafficking or attempting to traffic cocaine from Sports Integrity Australia. God I love cocaine. Smith is currently stood down from any involvement with the D's with the charges pending but reports are the reason for his trafficking charge is due to messages revealed on his phone allegedly offering to supply drugs to Demon's teammates. And it is this development, along with Smith returning a positive test for cocaine on game Day late in last season, that has prompted questions of the club's culture once again.
0: Again, I'm not going to hide behind the fact that we need to be higher than the standard for society. We are professional footballers and we should stay away from it, but I'm also aware that it is a society issue. Um, I'm probably in my time, 45 players, never going to get to zero. Hopefully we do. Hopefully AFL gets to zero and there's no one. But you've got to deal with each case as it comes and if this does tend to be true, I'll 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 deal for them. But right now it's speculation and um, yeah I'm just there for Joel's support. At least
1: the D's can freshen up their team song for the new season. It's a- He's arguably the greatest coach in the history of rugby league. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. And while he's not much of a talker, Wayne Bennett's ability to bring together a bunch of footy players might just be the greatest we've ever seen. But could it be coming to an end? So, this is how it ends. Maybe, because at the age of 74, Bennett will be unemployed at season's end. 2024 is the last year of his two-year contract as the head coach of the Dolphins, and the man many consider to be the goat of the NRL coaching ranks reportedly did have his eyes on his next job. But they gave it to someone else. Now the- Bennett had apparently thrown his hat into the ring to replace Michael Maguire and become New Zealand's next senior coach. Instead, the NZRL have opted for one of their own, appointing Stacey Jones as the country's new coach. Jones had been serving as an assistant to New South Wales bound Maguire for several years, but will now get a chance in the big chair to lead his country through to the 2026 World Cup. But that doesn't mean Wayne's coaching goose
0: is cooked. Would you care to comment on the first half of the Dolphins' first season? Not really. What if I pushed you? Push as much as you (laughs) want.
1: No sooner had he been ruled out of the running for the New Zealand job, Bennett is now being linked to the Parramatta Eels for a coaching director role in 2025, similar to the one Gus Gould currently has at the Bulldogs, which would no doubt please current Eels coach, Brad Arthur, because nothing makes a coach feel more safe and secure in their job than the club employing the best ever as their supervisor. And tomorrow I'm going to get fired. (laughs) If you're not a huge baseball fan, you're probably not overly familiar with Liam Hendricks. Never heard of him. Well, he's actually one of our biggest sporting exports. Heisman strikes out one away, and that's back-to-back strikeouts for Hendricks. In case you didn't pick it, Hendricks is a baseball pitcher. But not just any pitcher. Hendricks is one of the best closing pitchers in all of baseball, and his skill at the death has earned him a contract with one of the biggest clubs in all of world sport.
0: Let's go Red
1: Sox! After stints with the Minnesota Twins, Toronto Blue Jays, Kansas City Royals, Toronto Blue Jays again, the Oakland Athletics, and most recently the Chicago White Sox, Hendricks has changed the laundry and is now joining the Boston Red Sox on a two-year deal worth a reported $15 million. The deal caps off Hendricks' remarkable return to the top of the baseball world after his career was put on hold due to cancer last year. And while he's currently recovering from elbow surgery, Hendricks is confident he'll be on the mound before the June 30th deadline, ready to throw heat for the Sox once more. And that is your Fast fun, Hit ball Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard.
0: Listener.